Shall we? Sorry. Yeah, can I just say who we're sponsored by tonight? Sure. It's Clonic Killer. Oh, Clonic Killer. Clonic Killer. Clonic Killer. Is that a, uh, a there? Yeah, no, nah, that looks good. That is my friend. It is very dark. Look, look at that purple. Welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast. A lot of news this week. Obviously, transfer deadline day. How exciting. So much to talk about. And then we look forward to a massive weekend coming up with international fixtures. Don't tell me that you can't get around Azerbaijan versus whoever. I don't actually know who they're playing. I just mentioned the country's name. Um, Tommy's on the other level. Other end of the line, we're going to talk some transfers. We're going to talk some old firm, some Ange Watch. We're going to talk some English first division, top flight football. Uh, Thomas Love, how are you doing, sir? Awesome. It's another glorious day in lockdown free South Australia. Let's not go too early on that, though. I'm I'm getting it. (laughs) I'm getting it in while I can. Yeah, fair. Fair, but let's not belittle those who are in lockdown. No, of course not. No, of course not. I'm just saying it's inevitable before we snap back into one. So, yeah, fair. All right. Should we jump into some transfer news? Yeah. Does that sound good? Hell yeah. Sounds good. We'll start with, um, if you, if, if I may, if I may, Please go take first, it. I think we should start with the biggest transfer of the window. Um, Actually, still yet to be confirmed, but it looks like there is still time for Diego Rossi to move from Los Angeles FC to Fenerbahce. Oh, I'm hanging on, man. I'm staying up all night until we find out. I will not be able to sleep till, well, the Turkish uh, transfer window closes on September the 8th. I will not be able to sleep oh, till then. Hell. Till either then or till Diego Rossi has been confirmed to have moved from Los Angeles Football Club to Fenerbahce. Till then, I shall not sleep or till the transfer window closes in Turkey, which, as I said, was September 8th. I'm just going to continue to refresh BBC Turkey every five minutes until I know. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Follow <laughs> along. All right. But in all seriousness, we'll, li- <laughs> we'll live stream it, Sam. <laughs> we'll, we'll live stream the, uh, the following of. <laughs> A, a man whose Hello. name I just read mere minutes ago. Um, Follow us on anyway, Instagram. Anyway, right at the deadline, Barcelona managed to uh, offload old mate Antoine Griezmann and in a humongous transfer, what a prolific signing they managed to land, Luke de Jong from Sevilla, a man who I don't even think scored double digits last season. Uh, where do you want to start with this bit of business? The best De Jong, obviously. Of all the De Jongs playing, this is the most well-known and most prolific of them all. No, this sure. was the one that... He had that short stint in the Premier League and he was just garbage. It's not... I read somewhere that they've just... Newcastle. Barcelona had been, Newcastle, was it? Was it Spurs? Uh, was that Frank? No, was that Simon De Jong at Spurs? CM. There's been a lot of them. CM I have De Jong, no idea. Yes. There, was, there was a few De Jongs. Anyway. anyway. Um... This is not that I read somewhere that they've been trying to replace Henrik Larsson now for 15 years. And it's this is still not it. I don't know what they're doing. Henrik Larsson, they're trying to replace. Not yeah, Samuel Eto. Not no. uh what was the other one? Ida Good Johnson. <laughs> they're trying to replace <laughs> Henrik Larson. Uh, they're yeah. trying to replace Henrik Larson with Luke de Jong. Fine. All right. They got the short end of the stick here. Uh, Atleti have pulled a swift one. They've brought Griezmann back. I mean, they're title favourites now for sure. This is a stacked team. Yeah. Although uh, they did lose Saul Niguez, which we will get to. But um, just quickly on Barcelona first, I don't know what you... I don't know. Imagine being Cunaguero. Finally, (laughs) I shouldn't say finally, (laughs) obviously he was winning a lot at Man City, but you get a move to a club like Barcelona and just as you walk in the door, Messi walks out, Griezmann walks out and now it's just, it's you and a 
a bordering on nursing home Sergio Busquets, a Gerard Piquet who is almost in a Zimmer frame, and uh, <laughs> and a bunch of kids. And a bunch of kids, really talented kids, but this is not what he signed up for. He this basically not walked in the... Not at this age. No, he, no way. He walked in the door and everything has crumbled. He's shut the door behind him and the whole thing has crumbled around him. This is, it's a mess. I, I, you know, they'll probably still find a way out of this Barcelona, compete in the Champions League, still be top three throughout the season. Just that is the talent of their reserve players and the young guys coming through. Like Fatty, I saw, has taken Messi's number 10 now. Yeah. You've obviously got, you've obviously got the midfield Dynamo who just doesn't stop playing football games. Uh, this is, you know, this is a good, this is a good Barcelona side still. Yeah, they're still going to be in the top three of this league. It's uh, anyone's yeah. guess as to where in there, but top three comfortably, probably for, still. For sure. I'd say um, severe weakened no, by losing Luke yeah. De Jong. <laughs> I was <laughs> going to say <laughs> severe could challenge, but uh, we'll see. They've lost a couple during this window, so. Um, the next one that I come to is, or if I may again, uh, is by all means Saul, a player that I've loved signing on FIFA for like the last five or six seasons. Um, from Atletico to Chelsea, I find this interest interesting. Yeah, curious signing. Curious that it's like a loan deal as well with an option to buy. I feel like why why Atletico letting. I mean, Saul definitely wanted this to happen, I suppose. And they're just accommodating the player that wants to move to the Premier League. But outside of that, I can't see why you would do this. It doesn't, it really, on deadline day as well. Like, who do they have to cover? This seems like a big loss. Yeah. Um, no, I think Saul is one of those players, very highly hyped, um, but probably he's kind of suffered from not being able to lock down on 100%. Uh, his type of midfield presence, like whether he's an eight, whether he's a 10, a holding midfielder. And he's found himself kind of slipping behind the likes of like Marco Llorente. Um, he's ended up kind of just on the brink, really, like on the bench a lot of the time and coming on to fill gaps wherever because he can play right mid, he can play left, center, attacking, defensive. So he's kind of used to plug holes in that midfield. But I feel like moving to Chelsea is going to not really change any of that for him. Doesn't sound like it. it. This seems like a perfect signing for Chelsea, a utility guy off the bench to play through dead rubber games that they're going to have to play, you know, December, January. And yep. he's going to do it at a really high level. So great signing for Chelsea, man. Oh. Huge. <laughs> oh, what, a, what an enviable array of players they have. It's yeah. Just, if, if you didn't already have mind. them in to win the league, this, I don't know, almost cements it for me. Yeah, it's a stacked team. Their early form suggests that they're going to be really dangerous and really strong again. So here we go. <laughs> here we go. Uh, who's next? What do you got? I've got a really interesting... What did you think about Salomon Rondon returning from the Indian Premier League to Everton? <laughs> Bye. The man that we dubbed Rondon Silver once upon a Rondon time. Rondon Silver, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why <laughs> this is a thing. I don't know why Everton. Is it Everton? It's Everton, yeah. Yeah, why are they dabbling in Indian Football League players? 32-year-old Rondon. 32-year-old Rondon. Like, but yet... Send back someone like Moise Keane back to Juve on loan, like exactly to bring in Rondon. Like it must be a wage thing, surely. Rondon must be on peanuts to go back to the that's top mm, flight. Yeah, that's that's an interesting shout. Actually, I wonder if it's because Rondon is just such a different kind of striker, and Rafa Benitez, who you know in the past signed Peter Crouch and had Andy Carroll at his disposal. Yeah. I wonder if. He wants a big guy that can hold up. Jonathan Wilson on the Guardian pod was saying Rondon is probably the best hold-up guy in England in the last five years when he was playing for West Brom. And I was like, that's interesting. That's, I think it, he's taken the piss there. That's had to be satire. No, he's been earnest. I've heard him say it before. 
He really rates Rondon. He wasn't. He's not working for the Batuta Advocate. <laughs> like that's yeah. He's moon. He's come moonlighting. on, Rondon Silver. What is his actual name? Solomon Rondon. It's not Rondon Silver. Salomon. 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 Yeah, I'm a, I should stop the pirate thing. That's fun. <laughs> it's and fun. so, <laughs> and so is signing players from the Indian. Uh, was it Super Indian Super League? Premier Superannuation League. League. Superannuation League. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next on your list? I think it'll be a good shout um, to talk about. Oh no! Oh no! Wait, we'll save this one to last. It was obviously the Celtic. Ooh. Guy joining Palace, save it to last because it oh, okay. flows into Edge Watch. All right, um, Alex Crow, Spartak Moscow into West Ham. Um, I think this strengthens West Ham to a point where they can conceivably say they need to finish in a European spot this season. This is a massive signing, I think. Yeah, because um, they ended up with him, and they ended up with a Croatian midfielder as well, Nikola Vlasic, and West yeah, Ham Vlasic been, too. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about uh, Crow. Um, but this West Ham side, I've been pretty impressed with early on. Uh, obviously, that hammering of Leicester. Leicester were down to ten men, but they still did the job. Hammered them. Yeah, um, I thought they were still good. At, good I mean, good we did for the win. Yeah, we spoke about West Ham a fair bit last week and just giving them a bit of buzz because we never usually really talk about them. I don't think. Um, but they've got a bit of a buzz about them at the moment. I know they had that two-all draw on the weekend v Palace, but I think they're going to be. They're going to be in that group of clubs vying for the Europa League spots, I think. West Ham, for sure. Yep. Yeah. And I don't think Palace will, but remains to be seen. Yeah. West Ham looking good. Yep. Happy with that. Uh, keeping on the Premier League theme, Adamola Lukman on loan to Leicester from Red Bull franchise, Germany. All right. Next. Yeah, back in the Premier League. You don't think he's going to serve a purpose? Uh, don't know. I, no, I don't. I don't know. Don't think so. <laughs> Might as well have got Rondon Silva. I think it would have been a better addition. That's going to be low key one of the biggest signings of the season. You'll, Look, you'll find. No, no, no. Rondon, uh-huh, Rondon, Rondon Silva. Yeah. yeah, fair. Yeah. Fair. All right. He'll, he'll score eight goals and break Burnley's heart, and that's all you need, really. Eight goals, break Burnley's heart. Yeah, because you'll go in there and you'll fuck them up. All right then. Next. I could have I described that better. Okay, I've left the two probably biggest ones till last. Yeah, let's do it. It's the return of the king. He's coming home, exactly where he's always wanted to be. Daniel James to Leeds United. Yeah, love this. Um, for anyone that for anyone that saw the Amazon documentary, the Leeds, the Leeds one, what was it called? Take us home. Take us home. Yeah, yeah. that was well narrated that, by the, the the one and only Russell Crowe. That probably that deserves a bit of a uh, a side note on its own. Like I think one day we're just going off on a tangent here now, but it's our pod. We'll do what the hell we want. Um, you know, we could probably do a series of like going through episodes of uh, docos like that one day. Oh, we've got more time. Yeah, that'd be that's fun, wouldn't idea. it? Yeah. yeah right, but anyway, they had a moment. They were trying to sign Daniel James. Obviously, he's been on Bielsa's radar for a while. And I think this is a great signing. I think they may have, they might have overpaid a little, but. This is modern football, so who gives a shit about what the dollar note, like dollar figure, is? Because it seems to mean nothing. So, don't worry about that. We'll just worry well, there's, about. There's, there's yeah, a little interesting on. tidbit with that because Dan James going to Leeds is actually in the in the era of which their current owners have been there, and this was, I mean, obviously Woodward's not there anymore, but it covers most of his period as well. This is the fourth biggest fee they've ever acquired, like ever brought in on a player in that period, oh, which wow. is just, for me, I think it's crazy because it's only, oh, I say only, it's 25 million pounds. It's a lot for Leeds, massive for Leeds, really. Um, it's probably, it's going to be our record signing with the add-ons in the end. Uh, but like you said, it's a player we also always wanted. Um, it was a shame not to get him two seasons ago, but it was probably better we didn't go up that season anyway. 
uh, I got, I was getting it. I got an Uber on Saturday and I got into this conversation with, with my driver. He was a massive Man United fan and it was the morning of the Ronaldo signing and he was just going on and on and on about it, on and on and on. And then we got into, he was like, who do you support? Rah, rah, rah. And I was like, yeah, Leeds. Um, and then we were talking about, obviously, man, you had just done Leeds in a couple of weeks ago. And then we got into the topic of Dan James and this is before he signed. And this guy hated him. And he was like, he only runs fast. <laughs> he only blitzes it down the wing. That's all he can do. He doesn't do anything. And I was saying, this is before Leeds signed him. I didn't even know we were really in for him either. And I was like, well, no, it's just the way Ollie uses this guy. He doesn't, he's got, that's what he wants from his wingers. He just, he tells them to get yeah. into spaces out wide. And then it's up to you as an individual. This guy needs to be coached. And Bielsa is going to coach the fuck out of him. And yeah, he's going to be yeah. a weapon for Leeds United, a weapon. Yep. Yeah, so my other point was that like part of that kind of headless running around kind of thing. Which will, does. <laughs> well, actually, he probably suit leads. If you just, because to the naked eye, leads players are just out there running around. They're just running around. From zero to 90, they're just running. They're running here, they're running there, they're running every fucking where. And, You're not allowed uh, to stand still. And it's exciting to watch. <laughs> so I think Daniel James is a perfect fit for Leeds, and I think Leeds is a perfect fit for Daniel James. So there you go. Makes yeah. a lot of sense. I'm happy. Yeah. And I guess that leaves the one and only CR7. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, good on him. Well done, Manchester. Whatever. Cool. <laughs> you got nothing deeper to say? No. I haven't even thought about it. I, you know, it's... Really? You're that unbothered by it? It feels so long ago already. <laughs> it was only confirmed today. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, yeah, I just... Whatever. Man United stuff. Good on them. Cool. It's cool, I guess. I guess it's cool. Um, you know, if Henri had ever done that at Arsenal, you know what I mean? Like gone away to Barca and then came back one day. He that he would did. have been. He did. Yeah. See, and it was hell cool. <laughs> there you go. That's right. He scored against Leeds. How, how he fucking scored against good. Leeds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, oh, I remember that. What I'm trying to say is Ronaldo's not as good as Henri. <laughs> Now, nah, perhaps, uh, perhaps you have something more deep, deeper to add to this. No, nothing. Ronaldo saga. How, could I, how could I beat that? I don't know what to say. You're right. He's not as good as Henri. No, I was just wondering <laughs> if you thought he was going to. Do you think he's going to serve a purpose is what I'm getting at? Because he didn't serve a do purpose. the job with. Yeah, but he didn't do the job with Juventus. So no, he didn't. To say he's going to do the job now with Man United. But he's, he was still the top scorer in Syria. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, and I think individually still... though, what does he bring? Is he well? What does he? Bring so here we go. Right, I think Manchester yeah. United basically been playing without a striker for a couple of years now. Anyway, so having a player like Ronaldo there, who these days you don't get much out of unless the ball gets to him. Uh, he's not, you know, working super hard off the ball. He's not. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's he's fair. just it's there. He's there to put the ball away. That's what he did for Juve. Um, he's not the marauding winger you see lighting it up anymore. But if you get the ball to him in the box somewhere, even outside the box, he will touch, shimmy away from a defender and shoot and score. He will score goals and he will do it again, uh, is my bet. He'll do it again. And it'll be really valuable for Man United to have a striker up there that can do that. That's not like... Probably take some pressure off of the likes of Rashford and Co. Trying to be players that they're not, because I don't see any of them as your a guy that can hold up the ball there or is particularly skillful enough to bring the other players into the game with them. And I think this is only going to lift players like Bruno and Pogba to another level. Anyway, they're going to lift even more, and they're going to be the ones feeding him. And that's a pretty pretty scary combination. Yeah, those those three names actually made me just poo just a tiny little bit. <laughs> little turtle. I'm so glad. We, I'm so glad we've already played Man United. To be honest. Yeah. Well, maybe you'd lose ten one. Oh, ten two. 
Oh, 10-2. Sorry. Okay. It would yeah. Be fair. Come on. But yeah. Give us nah. one more banger. The Ronaldo story is cool. It is. I like as someone who doesn't like Man United at all, it would have been hilarious had he gone to City. Like that would that have was been my preferred. Hilarious. But I still think this, you know, as a football fan in general, this is a cool story. Yeah. That's yep. all I got. I'll watch it. I'll tune into it. I like I I, I can't wait to see his first game. Like it's yeah. gonna be crazy. <laughs> um, do you know anything about Atakihiro Tomiyasu from Bologna? No, I don't, but I was gonna save that for our top flight chat. Right. I know a little I know a little bit, but I was gonna save right. it for our chat because we're gonna cover the Man City Arsenal game and there's some things that need to be said about some stuff. Hell yeah. All right. We'll get straight yeah. into that. Um, I was just going to say top flight clubs in um, England spent 1.1 billion pounds this window. Disgusting. Yeah. Morally repugnant or yeah. entertaining. <laughs> yeah. There's a disgusting amount of money in football. We all know that though. So yeah. yeah. It's like Should on the one hand, the... yeah. entertained. On the other hand, everything else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's why I say I, you know, my point is I can be just as easily entertained by local football that doesn't cost a billion dollars. So there you go. We can wrap that's the transfers awesome. there. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my transfer of I think my favorite transfer of the window is going to be Demarai Gray for one point five million pounds. Um, he looks an absolute steal for Everton right now. Two goals in two games, doing everything right. There you go. From Leicester. Everton. Everton, sorry. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Shows yeah, what I know about the top flight. Shows what I little, know. Just a little FPL shout right there, I think. Yeah. Demarai Gray. He's pretty cheap. All right. There you go. Fantasy Premier League tips from Tomislav. You're Tomislav tonight, by the way. Um, I was going to swing it across into some Ange Watch now because there was an old firm on the weekend. Ange Watch. And Rangers have taken the first old firm victory of the season 1-0 over Mm -hmm. a vastly improved Celtic side from last season. And it should also be said a slightly underdone Rangers side from last season as well. Um, Rangers were missing a few uh, from a a COVID thing. So COVID related. So Gerrard wasn't there to coach. And their captain, James Tavernier, wasn't there. And he was a source for a lot of their goals last year between him and him at right back and their left back, uh, the Croatian Barisic, created so many goals for Rangers last year. Um, And as it happens, in this 1-0 victory for Rangers, Barisic was the man who got the assist. He had spent 60 minutes putting in absolute junk crosses and then got a corner where he just nailed one. Yep. Um, A defender, uh, Herlander from Rangers, ran from the edge of the box unmarked, free header into the back of the net. And that's the game. Yeah, put it on a a pretty little bow on it, and that's it. Rangers get the first old firm. Do you um, you reckon Ange overthought it a little bit, playing Kyogo out wide, perhaps? I don't think so. He's uh, apparently, well, he's played a lot of football out wide as it is. And then he was obviously just thinking, I'm going to put my best players on the park, which he did. He put all of his best players on the park. Just Edouard didn't show up um, and he hasn't shown up for some time now. So I guess there's a debate about whether he's one and of the best players. he won't be showing up again but because he passed, has moved to yeah. Crystal Palace. <laughs> he has moved to Crystal Palace, which... He's a player that looked like he was an absolute star. The guy is an absolute gun, but in the last season or so, he's been trying to get a move away. It hasn't happened for whatever reason, and he's one of those players that it looks it looks like it let it he let it get to him, and so his form's dropped, his confidence has dropped. He looks like he doesn't care, which to me is the wrong thing to do because you'd think if you wanted to move, you'd be turning it on. Um, he missed an absolute sitter and open goal. I don't think oh, Ange got that. it wrong. He's copying a lot of criticism for playing the likes of Edward and uh, Ryan Christie's another one. But from the games I've seen so far this season, Ryan Christie's been pretty good. 
Um, like he's been decent. He's another one that's trying to get a move away, but is trying to play well to do that. But he just had a poor game on the on the day. Um, I don't know. From an Ange Postacoglu perspective, you'd have to be pretty. Obviously, you don't accept results. No one accepts losing to your major rival like that. But there's plenty of positivity to be taken from it because last year Celtic barely even touched the ball against Rangers, and uh, the other night they it was a pretty even game. Like Celtic had more than enough chances to get a result, even a win. Um, Rangers were just more clinical, got their one chance and put it away. They also hit the post, but yeah, lots to be. It's a vast improvement on last season for Ange. That's good. So you can see the stepping stones he's placed and, you know, the progress they're making. They've had a belter window as well, signed something like 10 players. So yeah, the Ange revolution yeah. is happening. There's still, there's just like, uh, <laughs> there's, Scottish media is pretty awful, but there's still a pretty, like a lot of pressure on him now because Celtic have lost their two away games in the league. Obviously, they lost the first round against Hearts, which was a bit of a disaster. But and then losing to Rangers at Ibrox, I don't. It's pretty harsh to put that in there. It is an away loss, but you know, come on, they're the they were the undefeated champions last season. Um, but yes, yeah. See where he goes from here. See where Surely he goes he's from got here. a. Surely he's got a couple of um, underarmers coming in the next in the next few weeks after the international break. A couple yeah, of easy yeah. away sculpts, a Dundee yeah, United or something. You'd think so. It generally happens at some point. Um, the worry is just that they they dropped points in 18 games last season, Celtic. Yeah. 18 games, I think. Like that's, well, you can, you can fix that. Yeah. Obviously, you can work from that. But because it's Scotland, they still finish second. <laughs> Remarkable. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's probably enough Scottish chat. Well done to Rangers. They were, they were just, uh, they were Rangersy. Yeah, just a touch <laughs> above, maybe. Yeah, just a touch above still at the moment. Rangers, just a bit more. Ryan Kent is some player. I know, even if he oh, does, dude. yeah, even if he looks I like he's out of one of those, looks like he's out of one of those nineties rap rock bands like Limp Biscuit or something. <laughs> Crazy Town, Butterfly. Remember that. Remember Crazy Town? Oh, unfortunately, butterfly? unfortunately. Come lady, it haunts come, my come memories. Lady. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ryan Kent looks like You're he my butterfly. Sugar. Ugh. Yeah. He looks like he would have done Terrible. something like that. But he's a very good footballer. Anyway, that's enough on... Uh, that's more than Scotland ever deserves. <laughs> so uh, we'll jump into the, the English Agreed. top flight, if you like. Where would you no, like the to top flight with the, with the English first division this week? Sam, I tell you what, I'm absolutely hating this new referee mandate to let the play go. What are they doing? What are they thinking? This is insane. Call fouls, man. If there are fouls to be called, call them. <laughs> yeah. No, if there are fouls, call them. Uh, do you have a particular incident in mind? Never mind what I said last week. This is a disastrous idea. Did you see the Leeds-Burnley game? I did not. How did I know you were going to start in the Leeds game? Because I didn't last week. No, this is, it's just it's a good point. It's like newly minted Aussie um, Max Rushton described it as like uh, proper northern football, which insinuates yeah. roughhousery. Scottish football. Um, yeah, pretty much. Send it away. Yeah. Um, there, there was one team out there actually trying to play the ball, and that was Leeds. And Burnley were not having any of that whatsoever. Yeah. No, that's what I've come a, to expect. From, match. That's what I've come to expect from Burnley and Sean Dyche. Um, we we talked about this the other week when we were watching the Burnley Liverpool game together. Like I hate them. I want them to go down. Burnley just suck. Their style sucks. Their so-called attempt at football sucks. They're sh- ah, yeah, whatever. But it's exactly those reasons that you said that I think they're probably going to survive again this season. Because they, they're going to do this. They're going to frustrate teams at home. They're going to sit four four two, lock in, and just you know be the most physical, intimidating, physically intimidating side in the in the in the league for sure. Yeah. They, oh, dude, they targeted Bamford from that outset. They were all over him. Yeah, there were some real questionable challenges as well. It was. A, they're the sort of side really. that it will 
they'll still go on and they're going to beat Arsenal twice. They're going to... They'll get a point to, at home to yeah, Chelsea. They're probably going to lose more to shit teams. Hell yeah. They'll get the odd battery. Yeah. They'll probably get battered away to City and stuff, but whatever. Like, like normal. Know, get them down. Get them out. Get them out of the first division. Yeah. Agreed. It's not going to happen, but I'd love to see it. <laughs> what game did you want to talk about this week, Sam? I don't know. I don't particularly want to talk about any game. Unless was it like one to... in particular that I Probe think we should probably touch on? Yeah. Something, something to do with 5-0. Did you know what the score was? Uh, uh, did you see the score? <laughs> yeah, man. Didn't you watch it? Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Man City 5, Arsenal 0. Uh, where, are we talking about how good City are or talking about how bad Arsenal are? The first question I wanted to ask you was, do you think Xhaka likes being a footballer? <laughs> no, I do not. Next question. Yeah. I, no, I get that impression as well. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> he, yeah, I don't know. As soon as it gets hard, he just packs up and goes. He's like, oh, fuck this. The other 10 can figure it out. It's horribly just so ingrained in that idiot's head. They're like, he just continuously does stuff like this. And this is where I was going to tee off because I was listening to the Guardian pod where they talked about the Arsenal-Chelsea game. And I thought they were all going particularly harsh on Arsenal, losing to Chelsea 2-0 with the caveat that, obviously, Chelsea are European champions. Arsenal finished eighth last season. So, you know, There's not a ideal. Not ideal losing to Chelsea 2-0, but, you know, not the worst. Um, Let's see how it goes. Fast forward to this week, all benefit of the doubt, completely gone with Arsenal. No benefit of the doubt anymore at all, if there was any doubt. They're just flat-out shit. And the stuff that triggers me the most is, like, I don't understand. Like, let's take away all the blame for Xhaka because... I'm, don't blame Xhaka for this red card. Blame coaches and football directors and things like that because we already know that Xhaka does that. We've seen Xhaka do that. He did it in Germany when he was there, Mönchengladbach. He's done it at Arsenal time and 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 time again. And yet here they are still picking him. They keep doing the same things. So... Xhaka runs out. He's on the verge of leaving because they've been trying to get rid of him for a while. No one's really coming in. Has a few good games for Switzerland at the Euros. Roma look like they're going to throw some money at, at Arsenal for him. And they go, no, no, no. Despite what we've seen over the last five years, we feel like maybe this year is the year that Xhaka will magically turn into the holding midfielder we've been looking for. This will be the year. It'll somehow magically turn around. And they offer him another four-year deal. So now Arsenal are stuck with this shit till 2025. And that's not Xhaka's fault because Xhaka is Xhaka. They already know him. And so for them to keep picking it, picking him and giving him a contract, that's on them, not Xhaka. Wow. <laughs> I, I can't dispute any of that. I think that's totally fair. The, the, the craziest thing is they throw him the armband as well. And they're like, here you go. This is our leader. Yeah. This is the guy that you should emulate. Oh. This is the guy that's going to run the team. Oh, it, uh, it's just brutally crazy. It's the definition it's of crazy. It is, it is baffling. It's crazy. It's insane. It doesn't make sense to anyone. I know there are people who go, oh, you know, well, Jacques is the one that went and got sent off. And it's like, yeah, that is true. But he's done it so many times that people aren't expecting that. Then they've got rocks in their head. You can't just... And then ability-wise, like, this guy's a mid-table footballer. Maybe. Um, Ooh, maybe. I, I think I he is. His I ability. think he's a... Nah, he, he shows pretty solid patches of form throughout a season where he looks like he'd be good enough to do a decent job for an Everton or someone. But for a club like Arsenal, trying to rely on him to be their go-to holding midfielder, because the problem is he's not next to anyone decent either. They've got him next to... Uh, 
well, they had the new signing of Songa in there. But then when it's not him, it's like Mohamed El Nenny, who they had on loan in Turkey last year or something. Like, what what is going on at that club? It's just baffling to me. Another one that's baffling as well is you mentioned the armband thing before. A player that everyone hoped would grow to be the future Arsenal captain was Hector Bellerin. And he's um did he oh what happened to him? He got loaned out this week. He um <laughs> I didn't know this. He hasn't quite grown into the quality world-class fullback that everyone expected him to be. He was a very good right back for a long time. He's dropped off a while. He's had some pretty long-term injuries, but now he's been loaned out. And so Arsenal's two options at right back are Cedric Suarez, who didn't work for him at Southampton. And now he's Arsenal's go-to right back or Callum Chambers, who is, Maybe a centre-back, center back. maybe a holding yeah. midfielder, maybe a right-back. <laughs> Not really back. any of them. Not really any of them. And no. then the third option is, is to do what Unai Emery did and got shit for and was to play Ainsley Maitland-Niles as a right-back, who actually right now is looking like the most competent right-back at the club. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> this club are a meme right now. Yeah. And will forever be, I think. There's yeah. no one shaking Arsenal out of this doldrum. Because they're going to continue with Arteta because they've just given him a blank checkbook. Well, they, they have to now. They have to continue with Arteta now. You may as well. Yeah, you can't suck well. a guy that you've just given 150 million pounds to to sign players. Yeah. It's because, oh no, maybe they will because that would be the most baffling thing they've ever done. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Um, Bring in Big Sam. It's Big Sam time. To add to the bafflement, is bafflement a word? It is now. I don't care. Whatever. All words are made up anyway. Put it in the dictionary, Shakespeare. Fucking hell. All words are made up anyway. Doesn't matter. Um, They signed this uh, Japanese defender from Bologna, um, Tomiyasu, Takahiro Tomiyasu, Tomiyasu. for 20 million pounds. Um, Okay, sure. Yeah, uh, Bologna defender. I've seen him play a couple of times from watching the Italian league, but I can't say I've noticed too much him personally. It's more like, oh, yeah, I've seen his name on the team sheet. Good on him. Good on him getting a move to Arsenal. But um, <laughs> signing another centre-back when they've just... we saw... <laughs> Arsenal signed Saliba <laughs> like seasons ago now and have continuously loaned him out back to French teams. And he was screaming out for a gig at Arsenal and he was the hyped transfer. When they got Saliba, that was hyped. And they've just sent him out on loan again this season and bought a different defender to come and play. And old mate Ben White hasn't seen the field since uh, the Brentford game. So I just I was gonna club, ask you about I was gonna ask you about this. I don't Where have the is answers. he? I don't have the answer. I've got I've got here in Asterix, check if injured, and I didn't check. So oh, neither, is neither have I. I don't know. It'd be typically Arsenal if he was. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's a very good point. Yeah. It's right. nice to see that you've spent 70 million pounds on center backs, both of which that are playing right now. So that's, that's good news. Good news. Uh, Tommy Asa will probably end up loaned out in January anyway. So yeah, no that's doubt. that. All we've really done so far is talk about our own clubs, but moving on. That's enough. Yeah, that's enough. What do you think of City? Uh, they don't need Aguero. Ferran Torres no, looks like the perfect replacement for him. And that, yeah. Maybe want to ask you: Do you think City actually need a striker? Like, nah. they've scored ten goals in two games without one. Pep's done all this before. He doesn't need one. It's it's insane. It's the death of the striker. It might it's hurt him crunch time in Europe, watch. but yeah, true, true. Because you you kind of need that guy that's going to be able to jam you a goal because he's a goal scorer. You know, every so often, so. Yeah, maybe maybe KDB can be the guy, but it depends. They just look great right now, and I think it's going to be definitely Chelsea City this season, which I think yeah. rolls nicely into Chelsea Liverpool. Yeah, what did you make of the big talking point in this game? Reese James is sending off. Uh, I think it seems harsh, but probably is a red card. You. 
Yeah, by the letter of the law, it is a red card. Um, yeah. But that's for me. For me, I think the rules maybe need a little bit of a tweaking again. We we're getting we're getting there. Yeah, but so uh, re- if it's yeah, what do you, what do you reckon on this? Well, I had an idea that was. Um, I think there's no two ways about it. He's stopped a goal by handballing yes. it. However unlucky he may be uh, to red card, what I think should happen with a situ- in a situation like that is they should look at the severity of the... Sounds silly to say severity of the handball, but I don't think he should be suspended. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he as shouldn't in, miss the next game. Yeah, As in he gets a red card and he has to go off. He misses the rest of that game, but I don't think he should miss another game because of that. You know what I mean? Like it's... It's not malicious. That looked, unless it's a clear cut, deliberate handball on the line, which Harry is. Harry against Ghana. I think that should be <laughs> yeah. the meter that we refer to. Yeah. Whereas his looks like he's definitely, he's trying to knee the ball away. Um, but it comes off having, his thigh. It does. Yeah. yeah. But by having his arm there, he has stopped a goal. So true. I guess it can be a red card. Um, but I would like to see if it is going to be a red card. I'd like to see that not be a suspension. Interesting. Because we have the double jeopardy rule now where um, you shouldn't, you know, with just professional fouls or regular fouls in the box, you get the yellow card and the penalty and that's it because it's well, a singular punishment. It's not for professional fouls though. Like it's only for genuine attempts at the ball. So anything yeah. that's a, still a clear denial of goal scoring opportunity can still be considered a red. But it's do, only, not think, do not it's for think. It's like the mistimed it, slide kind of thing or, yeah. I, I look at the James incident and think that's a genuine attempt at the ball because he plays it with his leg initially and it's the deflection off his yeah. leg onto his so arm. What, so in the laws, I what wouldn't takes, send him off yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, I get you. But in I the would laws, like to see the rules tweaked, yeah. What takes over, I'm just saying like how they have viewed it. How it is now, yeah. What takes over there is, while it wasn't intentional, it was a clear denial of a goal scoring opportunity mm-hmm. and that's where you know because i think the whole double jeopardy thing is meant more for like if you are the last defender but the touch is going away from goal kind of thing and then you foul them and it's like like the know, goalkeeper rushing yeah, out clipping players and stuff yeah yeah not like the david louis just rugby tackling someone from behind as they close yeah. in on the goal yeah. Different so, scenario. So I think that's why he's gotten the red. And I don't have huge complaints about it. It could probably still be tweaked again. But yeah. Mm. I would go. like to see that thing. If it deflects off his leg onto his arm, maybe tweak it. Maybe yeah. leave him on the pitch. Because what it did, give the penalty, they get the goal, it's 1-1. And then you've got a ripping contest coming into the second yeah. half. What it did is it really flips Chelsea into the defensive mode. Um, yep. where they're really quite suited and they did really well. I think that's a massive, massive point for Chelsea against title rivals away from home oh, with huge. two men. Yeah, huge. Yeah. So, you know, for them, they probably would have thought they, they may have won the game, although they were beaten pretty convincingly uh, convincingly on XG at halftime. So I think Liverpool probably had the better of it. It just would have yep. been a better game, I think. And I yeah, don't, I don't really want to see players sent off for that. It would have... Um... Yeah, obviously, yeah. Stuff like that can be tweaked. we just got to be careful about saying, falling into the Ned Zelich saying we don't want a red card because it ruins the game. Because obviously some people still deserve to be red carded, a la Xhaka. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. A la a few players. Ashley otherwise, Barnes, maybe. Otherwise, decent contest between two sides that are going to be in the top uh, three or four, probably for the rest of time. Uh, yeah, yeah. The way the consolidation of capital plays out, yeah, for the yep. rest of time. There you go. That's a discussion for another day as well. There you go. Speaking right. of consolidated capital, uh, did you catch the Man U Wolves game? I did not catch a single thing from this game. All right. Let me just, this is going to piss some Man U fans off, but Wolves okay. 100% deserve to win this game. Oh, 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 oh. They're spitting fire. Uh, they <laughs> fire in the booth. Uh, Wolves are just they, they're last season's Brighton. They cannot score a goal. Their yeah. XG is great. They're even their like play into the final third is really good. It's just that finishing touch they don't have at the moment. When it comes, Wolves are going to be very competitive this season. And they will finish 
you know, eighth or ninth, they may, they may fight for Europe, but they're going to be a very good team under the new manager whose name escapes yep. me. Doesn't matter. When they win a game, we'll tell you, we'll say his name. Yeah, that would work. But the big, the big one for me, and you haven't seen it, but look it up afterwards. Um, in the build-up to the Greenwood goal, Man U win 1-0. Um, Pogba wildly comes in over the top of the ball on Neves, and there's no foul given. And the ah. ball breaks. And Manu scored directly from that play. And Oli was spuriously quiet after the game, I thought, considering his comments last week. It's almost as if when it happens to Man United, it's okay. Um, I expect nothing more of the little golem-looking dick. (laughs) It just proves he's talking shite every fucking week he fronts the cameras, Oli. Yeah. Um, this was another average performance from Man United. Two in a row now, where they have not been convincing. I'm convinced when they play Leeds, that's their cup final. That's all I can say of it. <laughs> Must be. They seem to just, it's one of those games where everything they touch seems to work for them when they play Leeds. But um, apparently not against other sides and against Southampton and against Wolves. I don't know. I'm still not convinced this side is. I've had. United fans upset with me for I think there's a clear distinction between the top three and then Manchester United as the clear fourth um, with Tottenham, prob- okay. Tottenham probably the clear fifth as in like okay. standalone kind of thing whereas the top three is a bit more of a battle but uh-huh. and they've argued no, 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 no but yeah, 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 yeah they're not that great um, getting in Ronaldo will help it doesn't solve the issue of McFred in the middle. Fred is just nice. like, he's a less red cardy Xhaka, really. <laughs> and McTominay is, McTominay is McTominay, you know, whatever. Matic is done. They've got Vanderbeek there. They don't use. Yeah. I don't know. They've Crazy. still got some, they've still got some issues. I think the problem, the thing is for them, they're going to be good enough to probably outscore a lot of teams anyway which will probably get them a lot of points. So, yeah. Yeah, I uh, wholeheartedly agree with that. I think they've got the individual quality that's going to see them over the line in most matches. Um, But you're right. They went into this transfer window looking for a defensive midfielder. That was the thing that they identified before the window opened. And now it's slammed shut and they've signed Sancho and Ronaldo. (laughs) Yeah. Well, good luck. Good luck to them. Good luck to them. I don't Not. think that I don't think there's a top three. I reckon it's Chelsea City and then daylight to the rest of the league. I think Liverpool Man U, you could interchange, throw yeah. in Leicester Spurs. Could be. Maybe West Ham. Yeah, could be. Could be. And then daylight. And then all the other teams. And then daylight. And then Arsenal. Yeah. We've shit on Arsenal a lot tonight. But they probably deserve it. They probably um, deserve it. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you who you thought where where their first points were going to come from, and then I didn't look up who they were playing. So I, I guess maybe just the sh- next game. You should know by now that I never ever look at, at fixtures. Every we've week, been yeah. we've been going to Adelaide United games for like twelve years now, and I've never once looked at the fixture to see who we've got next. I just know when the game is. I just know yeah, when I have to rock up at High Marsh. I don't know who we're playing. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. It's yeah. just service. You've got to go so pay you your go. service. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you have anything else you wanted to touch on this week? We've gone on a bit. No, there was a couple of score draws amongst bottom yeah. half sides in games, you know, that they really need to be winning against each other if they're going to do anything. So yeah. it really, already you can see the Premier League is dividing very quickly. Uh, the English First Division. Yeah, the English First Division. No, what... The context of the Premier League is the shite that it dishes up with the disparity between, <laughs> yeah. the, you know, the finances of the clubs. The first uh, division ab- I'm, I'm looking forward to. Yeah. What about the uh, the other leagues? You got anything you wanted to add at all? Or Yeah, I just I wanted to say after last week where I gave shit to Monaco, Leon, and Lille because they hadn't won a game. All three of them won on the weekend. So the old NSF, the old yeah, NSF the- kiss of life. Nice football strikes again. If you need a G up, I'm telling you, it's just right into us. We'll give it We're to like you. like Team Rocket. 
it's we're nothing. We're nothing like Team Rocket. That was a stupid. No, thing well, I mean, that. I did like Ekans. I think that's a pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Um, He's yeah. Acid, man. The uh, the only other thing I had was about uh, yeah, Juve lost to newly promoted Empoli on the weekend. <laughs> um. And... Sorry. <clears throat> was that following the uh, the draw from the previous week? Following the draw from the previous week, they're, they're so Italy's, they Ars- Italy's Arsenal at the moment, just about. Um, <laughs> um, the other note was uh, old mate Giroud got a double on the weekend for Milan. Inter have full points from their game so far. And I think Jose Mourinho's Roma do as well. That's all I got. Amazing Mourinho. He brought up his 50th win in Serie A. And that was the fastest of any manager in history to rack up 50 wins. I did wins. see this. Yeah. Did he in Excellent. 77 games? Yeah. Um, well, we- on top of that, he's, he also holds the record for uh, the English First Division and La Liga. Yes. Was it with you? We were talking about this last week. Maybe I feel like we talked about this last week or sometime um, because we were talking about Inter. Everyone forgets how good uh, Mourinho's Inter side was. Winning the treble, Champions League, Serie A, uh, Coppa Italia. They were incredible. They were an excellent side, but yeah. Hugely underrated side of this century, I think. There's been a few really good ones that we just don't talk about, and that was definitely one. Yeah. Jose's Inter. There was an interesting note that uh, last week, uh, Mikatarian was the one that got the breakthrough goal as well for Roma. Hey, of course uh, it was. The man, the man that had caused so much divide at Manchester United with Mourinho. But there you go. Yeah. Shall we wrap it there? Yeah. I just I wanted to say on the Champions League groups that came out, our boys, Sheriff Tiraspol drew Real Madrid, oh, yeah. which is <laughs> what a glamour tie, man. Could you ask for anything more from your first Champions League campaign away to Real Madrid? Yeah. Sheriff. Uh, good luck to him. Sheriff. I guess. Can't wait for the sheriff-related jokes that come from it. Oh, they're going to be everywhere. Everyone's going to be making low-hanging <laughs> sheriff memes. It's going to be. There's going to be those Texas Ranger badges everywhere. It's, you know, whatever. I'm just hoping they cause an upset. They may well do. They may well do. And if they do, we will rejoice. There's some good groups in this we- though. City, City have Paris uh, Saint Germain with um, Red Bull franchise Germany. Bayern Barcelona also face off. Champions League is going to be fun. Let's get the fuck out of here. Champions League is always fun. Let's get the fuck out of here. We'll talk Champions League when it comes around. Uh, yep. I believe next week we'll probably just have a little chat about the Socceroos. Some big World Cup qualifiers going on this week that. I wouldn't tune into at 3.30 a.m. if Mitch Duke's going to be running around. Um, and whatever else happens in international football, I guess we'll fucking have a look and see. Yeah? Sound good? I reckon, I, I reckon I've got Friday off, so I may get up and watch it. I'll let you know. Oh, that's, that's a grim note to end on, but yeah, there we go. <laughs> Thanks for listening if you're still here. Have a good week. Bye. Adios, guys.